1: This is Al-Fadi, and I want to welcome you back to a continuation of this series that we're doing with Dr. J. Smith about the early uh, Islamic history or the standard Islamic narrative. Uh, Today, we are asking a fundamental question about the Quran. Where is the original Quran? Where is the 7th century complete Quran? And with me here in studios to answer this question and interact with me is Dr. J. Smith. Dr. J., I grew up as a Muslim, believing that the Quran that I have in my hand is the exact replica of the Quran that I found in heaven, the Quran that was revealed to Muhammad, the Quran that was
0: put together by Uthman, the complete Quran. And here it is. Right. This is the original, complete Uthmanic recension. This is the one that you have been told exists in heaven, sent down to Muhammad over a 22-year period, finalized by Muhammad when he died, and then Printed out in its, in its book form by Zaid ibn Thabit, the secretary of Muhammad, yeah. who was commissioned by Uthman in 652 yeah. to write that.
1: If you can turn this towards the camera and I want him to zoom in, there is something interesting that people can see um, uh, on the book. You are going to start to see some red letters in there, which is interesting.
0: Okay, there's one there, there's one there, there's one there, there's one there. These are all red letters. There's some blue letters as well. And there's green letters. Now... We're going to be getting to that later on. But certainly, this is what they call the original Quran. Now, of course, this has been published in the 21st century, printed in the 21st century. It's the facsimile, it's the manuscripts, from this is derived, that are from the 7th century. Why? Well, let's look and see what the standard Islamic narrative tells us. So let's go to the slide and let's unpack it. According to the standard Islamic narrative, not according to you, not according to me, this is what every Muslim believes, this is what every Muslim has been told. In the 7th century, we note, uh, I want you to note the cities, which I'm going to put up, and the countries where the earliest Qur'ans were created. So Muhammad dies in 632. He, The Qur'an is not written down when he dies. It is not written down like this at all. There's we don't no, have any evidence that it was. Well, complete. even, in the, even in the traditions don't say that. No. And al-Buhari, you need to go to al-Buhari, uh, uh, volume 6, hadith number 509. Hadith number five or nine gives the story of how the Quran was put together. And it's very clear that there was no written Quran in 632. So when Muhammad dies, they have this battle in 632, 634. Abu Bakr is, uh, is the caliph. And the, at the battle, uh, uh, they uh, a, a number of those who had memorized the Quran died. So there's a crisis on their hand. Because if all those who memorized the Quran died, then there's no Quran. So they get Zaidim Thabit, who is the secretary of Muhammad, to write the Quran down. So he does that in 632. Not 632, but 632. Gives the copy to Umar, who gives it to his daughter Hafsa, who used to be one of the wives of Muhammad. She sticks it under her bed and leaves it there for 20 years. Rather Odd. She leaves you for 20 years. In 652, there's another battle. This one is not a Yamama but the first one. This one is in Azerbaijan. And after the battle with the Syrian Muslims and the Iraqi Muslims, they go to the mosque to pray and to recite the Quran. And these Iraqis and the Syrians are reciting it different than those from Medina. That's right. And Hudayfa, who's there, who's in charge of that, he is angered, and he starts coming to fisticuffs, blows with them, and he biddles down, back down to Medina, and says, to Uthman, we've got a problem here. We've got to get the Quran in one version. Otherwise, it's going to be like the Christians who have many different Bibles. We must have just one Quran in one dialect. And he has Zayed Ibn Tabi take that book that had been hidden under the bed and rewrites the Quran. He rewrites it in the Qurayshi dialect. That happens in 652. So that is this book right here. According to every Muslim I know, that's this book. Let's put it up to right side up. That's this book right here. Now, if that is the case, what happens next? Well, let's say what he does. He then sends it out, five copies to these five cities. Notice I'm putting them up there on the screen. Uh, they, uh, the, the three... The two green ones is Mecca and Medina there uh, down in the south, and then you have Basra there at the head of this. Uh, of Who the Persian Gulf, you have Kufa, and then you have Damascus. So five cities, Mecca, Medina, Karbasa, Kufa, and Medina. Two in Iraq, one in Damascus and Syria, and two in Arabia. Set five said, why? So that these become the standard, and so that there will be no difficulties, there will be no dislocation, and certainly there will be no other Quran. So this is a standardization practice. This is a censorship, because he doesn't want what happened up there in Azerbaijan. When he does that, he it's interesting because when you go to Al-Buhari, Hadi, uh, volume 6, Hadith number 510, it says that he takes all these other Qurans that were from Iraq and um, from Damascus, which is Syria, and he burns them, burns them, burns them. Why? Because they're different. They're different writing. Now, you're an Arab speaker, and you know that to burn... Uh, dialectical differences, you need something to show the dialectical differences in an Arabic script. What is it you need to have to show these dialectical differences, the vowelizations that you have in the script? What do you need to have to do that in an Arabic script?
1: Well, we're going to need uh, dotting, we need uh, uh, diacritical markings, you know, things like that to
0: help you reading. Right. Yeah. We say potato, you say tomato. potato, we say tomato, you say tomato. There is between the British and the French. I'm sorry, the British and the Americans, we have different ways of saying it, and those are vowelization differences, and you write them differently depending on what it is. In the same way in Arabic, you need to show the differences in a script. You need to have vowelization. You need the dhamma, the kasra, the fatha. You need to have the dots. Mm-hmm. You need the five dots, three above and two below. Dots and vowels didn't exist exist. in 652. Is that a problem for you?
1: Uh, Of course, because uh, we are looking, I mean, you know that I'm looking at early Quranic manuscripts, and by looking at the Quranic manuscripts that are considered to be in the first 200 years, uh, not all of them, especially the early one, have any, uh, basically, systems to help you in pronouncing the words. In fact, those were added later because they recognize the problem. You look at a a bare word without dottings, or markations, and it's an open game. You can read it however you feel the context might indicate. So
0: how could there be dialectical difference in written in a written text that can be burned? Well, you don't burn someone's pronunciation that's right. from their lips. Exactly. You, you burn, burn something their-
1: that is completely different, Right. Or see, disagrees with
0: you. You can see this is 9th century Buhari redacting his back into the 7th century. In the 9th century, there would have been yeah. dots and vowels. He is speaking about his own time. And this is a common error all the way through the traditions. They assume that what they know, like the dialectical differences in a written text, existed in the 7th century. They didn't do a historical survey. We know that there were only 16 letters. They didn't have dots and vowels that early. So you cannot have Uthman collecting all these manuscripts that were different that were not and burning them obviously this is a historical anachronism
1: and I want to add one more thing I mean you know that I'm looking at the Sana'a manuscripts if the idea of burning something that does not really fit the bill match the the reading then why in the world we discovered a huge basically uh, trove of evidence that manuscripts were actually protected stored in basically an attic rather than being burned
0: okay I want to also just show this, put this up. Uh, This is the Gira'ats. We're going to get into this later. Mm -hmm. These are the Gira'ats, and these are the seven that, according to every Muslim, were the seven readings, the seven dialects, that's what every Muslim says, that existed at the time of Muhammad. These were given by Jibril to Muhammad, the seven readings, because when Muhammad was reciting it, the people from other areas could not understand what he was saying. So Jibbal gave him seven readings. I just want to show you the cities that these seven readings come from. Uh, Nafi comes from Medina. Okay, that could be Qureshi. Ibn Kathir comes from Mecca. That would be Qureshi. Abu Amr comes from Basra. That is Iraq. Ibn Amir comes from Damascus. That's Syria. Asim, Hamza, and Al-Qasai all come from Kufa. That's Iraq. So of the seven Four of them come from Iraq and Syria, the very places where these were burned. Yet these are the seven that supposedly existed at the time of Muhammad. That's if right. that is the case, you've got a real problem here. Why would he be burning th- the very things that the seven, the major seven, the kidat, these are the readings, the, the creme de la creme, the, the best of the best, as Yasser Kadi always calls them. Right. Why would he be burning the very things that actually where they came from? At best
1: case scenario, it's a political issue. At worst case, we have different Qurans.
0: More than that, you're going to see, I haven't given you the dates. That's coming for another episode. When you look at the dates, these are all 8th, 9th, and 10th century Qur'ans. Not one of them is from the time of Muhammad. It's not even from the same century as Muhammad. Speaking of that, what would be the next episode? Well, we're not finished yet. We're not finished. I want to take a look at this map again, go back to this map, because then something else happens in the 7th century. Suddenly, three other uh, Qur'ans start to appear. One in Damascus, written by Uba Ibn Ka'b, And it has 116 surahs, 116 you're supposed to have 114. That's two more series than what are needed. Another appears in uh, Baghdad, written by a guy named Ibn Masud, and he mm-hmm. only has 110 surahs. That's four less than what's in the Quran. And some even argue 111, but still, it's missing few. It's, it doesn't have as many as the one yeah. that Zayd Ibn Thabit has or the one that we have today. And Ibn Musa has 114, but it's not the same surahs. So you have three different Qur'ans in three different cities. Notice where the red circles are. They're all in Iraq and in uh, Syria. That's hundreds of miles or f- further north. And what's interesting, so we have five Qur'ans set to five cities. We don't have one of these Qur'ans today. Not one of these Qur'ans that we have today to look at. We don't have Zaid Ibn Thabit. we don't have Ubay Ibn Qabs, we don't have Ibn Masud, we don't have Ibn Musa. How do we know about these Qur'ans? It's the Islamic, standard Islamic narratives that tell us about these Qur'ans. And when Dr. Arthur Jeffrey looked at the standard Islamic narrative, he found 15,000 differences between those three and Zaid Ibn Thabit. 15,000 differences. And I have his document and I'm going through it myself right now. Can you then see there's a problem here? Absolutely. Huge problem. What's next? We're going to look at some of the
1: manuscripts that we do have today. Wonderful. And I think everybody is excited already when it comes to the manuscripts of the Quran. It's very damaging, really, because that's what the foundation of Islam is resting on. Until next time, have a blessed day. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back after this message.
0: You're listening to Let Us Reason with Al Fadi. We depend on the generous gifts of our supporters to produce this program. To join us in this work, go to patreon.com and search for SIRA International. That's C-I-R-A International. You can also donate through PayPal. Go to SiraInternational.com to learn more. Your support will help us continue introducing Muslims to the gospel of Christ. Now, back to Let Us Reason.
1: Greeting everyone. Uh, welcome back to a continuation of this series. Today, we are going to zoom in, take a deep dive into the earliest Quranic manuscripts, at least the uh, the Quranic manuscripts that have been attributed um, to Uthman, uh six of them to be exact. And uh, while that might be the case, uh, we are actually calling it, calling these, uh, uh, this body of manuscripts the six hopeless manuscripts. And you'll see why. With me here in studio to discuss all of this is Dr. Jay Smith. Dr. Jay, welcome back.
0: Well, thank you. David. Why are we calling him hopeless? <laughs> because there's not much hope in them if they want to say that these are seventh century. Not one of them is seventh century. Uh, I know the Birmingham Folio; they'd like to save seventh. We're going to do a whole episode on the Birmingham Folio at another time. But let's just take a look at them and, and, and let's uh, look at the ones that are the most important. Now, remember, in, in, when you look at a comparative, we and when we talk about our manuscripts, we have the four Metropolitan Codices. Uh, But we have 8,500 Greek manuscripts. We have 10,000 Latin Vulgates. Uh, We have about another 9,000 in other languages. You add that up together, that's about 24,000 manuscripts that we can look at for the New Testament. They only really have six versus 24,000. Who do you think has the better manuscript evidence? We do. Absolutely, we do. Yeah. And they are much earlier than the manuscripts that we have for So let's look at the first one here. Uh, this is known as the Topkapi. This is the one that's in Turkey. Uh, this is the uh, the most famous, probably the best one. I've got the facsimile of this in my office. And it is... About 99% of the Quran, but it has 2,170 variants. That means words or phrases that are different in this manuscript from the Quran that we use today. This is the Hafs text that we use today, or the one that I like to use that's in English and Arabic here. So this is not the same manuscript. And what's more, the date for this, there's just been a new study out that actually puts this to the mid-8th century, about the time of the Abbasids, when the Abbasids were coming to power. So it's about a 100 years after. Muhammad. It is not the right century. The next one that I'm going to put up there is the Samarkand. That's in Uzbekistan. This is known as a very famous manuscript. It's using, if you look at it, it's a monumental text. Some people date it to 720. Others date it to 790. Uh, So it's somewhere in the 8th century. I would date it probably the earlier date, but it's got the monumental type of standard, which is borrowed from the Christian text, the Christian manuscripts. What's interesting is it only goes up to 043. And amongst those 43 surahs, there's 114 surahs, 114 books in the Quran, only up to surah 43, that's about half the Quran that exists in that manuscript. Interestingly, even amongst those 43 surahs, there's only one that's complete, one surah that has complete verses. And 16 of don't even exist of the 43. So you can see it's missing all kinds. The most damaging thing about this manuscript is that it's written by many different hands. And so it has an enormous amount of grammatical mistakes, Arabic grammatical mistakes. Uh... And Dr. Francois Doroche, who is the world's leading authority on it, he says that this is an embarrassment. Don't even use it. Uh, Alta and Ekmelan Sanalu, the two ger- the two Muslim scholars who have looked at this manuscript, they would have the same agreement. They're embarrassed by this because it is it is done so inaccurately by amateurs. Let's then look at the Ma'il. The Ma'il is the one that's in England. It's in London. It's at the Ridback Gallery there in the British Museum. Go and see it. It's lovely. It's a gorgeous-looking manuscript. Script. Uh, it also only has f- up to 43, uh, up to Surah 43. It only has, it's the best of the earliest, man. In fact, it would be one of the earliest because it uses a much earlier script. If you look no, at the it. The Miles script is the Hijazi script. The Hijazi script, right. Miles script. So that's what they call from the Hijaz, from the central part of Arabia. The problem is that is not from the central part of Arabia. That's actually from a Nabatean Aramaic script. So it is much further north. It is from Jordan. What we know is Jordan today, about 600 miles further north. Right but it has all kinds of manuscript variants and it only includes about half the Quran. The other one that is interesting is the Petropolitanus, which is in the Bibliotheque Nationale in Paris. Uh Francois Doroche is the one that controls this manuscript. Uh it's it's about only 19% of the Quran. It has 93 variants, 93 manuscript variants within just that 19%. The Husseini manuscript is the one that Muslims love the most because it's probably the one of the most beautiful ones. Uh, to look at it, it just looks gorgeous. It's what we would call a monumental text. Monumental you know, text which is later text. by by the way It's much later text, yeah. and what's fascinating about this one? This one is in Cairo there, uh, and it's treasured by Muslims all over the world. But when you open its pages, you will see it is full of what we call coverings, and it's in Kufic also. It's in Kufic, which mean yeah. it would be more. It would be from Iraq, so it is yeah. from. It's just south of Baghdad, and it was more. It would be an Abbasid text yet it's full of covering after covering after covering there is one page that has eight different coverings when you're covering something that means you're censoring it okay. and when you cover it you either write over top or, or you leave it blank that's right what is left behind now corresponds with this script the Huff's yeah. text which indicate as um you know
1: our uh, uh you know friend Dr Brubaker indicated that it's kind of suspicious that why uh, these coverings now are leading you to Hafs, which means that it was done at a
0: later time. Okay, be careful, not since 1924. This is during the Ottoman period. No, what I'm saying, it would have been done at a later time so, to try to coincide 1300 with 1300 to today. Yeah. So, the last 700 years Correct. is when this was going on. During the Ottomans, because the Ottomans had chosen the Hafs text as their exactly. official text. Exactly. The Ottomans controlled all these manuscripts, by the way. All of these come on, came under their control, and many of them were brought up to Istanbul, where the Ottoman Empire had its headquarters, and then they were sent out as presents to other different cities. That's why the Husseini doesn't come from doesn't come from Cairo. It actually comes from Kufa, from Iraq, but it's now residing there in Cairo. And probably the most exciting is this one here. And I'm going to let you talk. This is your manuscript, the Sunaf. Tell me about the Sanaf manuscript.
1: Well, I mean, it, it's a body of manuscripts. I mean, I'm only focused on one aspect of it. It's a polemist. Why is it? important. Polymses mean that it was written on leather and we know that it was written on leather. First layer was erased, washed off and then they wrote a second layer. Now when you use ultraviolet, basically lighting technology, which is available, they can see the original writing that was washed off And they also obviously can see the new writing. And they discovered that the original writing has variations from what we call the hafs, the standard Quran, And even the second layer, the upper layer, so that that was the lower layer, now the upper layer, also it does have variations. Although the scholars will argue that the variations in the upper layer will match what we call the
0: canonized canonized, uh, reading. Now, the column says is really a small part of it, and it's really about 70 verses. Am I correct? Uh, almost, yeah, yeah. And within those 70 verses, how many differences are between the lower text and the upper text? Do you know of that? Hand? 63 differences. There is a lot of differences. 63 yeah. differences. Very high percentage. Just seven verses. Yeah. Which suggests to me this is all really if you look at the differences we um, Hutton and I did a whole series just looking at the difference between the upper and lower test on those 70 verses and it completely changes the meaning of the ver- of the verse. so obviously there's a st- there is a censorship there's a changing between the lower and the upper layer. The lower layer has been dated to on the late seventh century the upper layer you would date to what? 705 is what I've been hearing.
1: I mean, it's between, uh, really, um, I don't have the exact date in my head right now, but it's almost around that time between the early 8th uh, century. Yeah, 650 to um, uh,
0: 705, something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Now, just look at the picture that I have there. This is from Garrett Quinn's facsimile. He showed me this when I was at his home there in uh, Germany. And you look on the right side, you'll see it's a completely different script from the left side. Correct. That's chapter 19 on the right side. That is chapter 20. Sorry, chapter 19, that's chapter 21 on the left side. What happened to 20 and... Sorry, that's chapter 22 on the left side. What happened to chapter 20 and 20 They're not in order, technically speaking. And you notice the two different scripts, Mm -hmm. which means... And he said there's about 60 years between these two scripts. And different scribe, obviously. Uh, Different scribes. And take a look at all the orange marks. Mm -hmm. He says every time you see an orange mark, that is a manuscript variant from... The huffs that we have in our hand today correct he said there's over a thousand of these manuscript variants, and that's what he just showed me from his house and I took a picture so it says of his facsimile that's not the imag- that's not the original this is from a of uh, a film that he took when he was there in nineteen eighty one So you can see this is a really problematic probably the Sana is the most exciting because it's the oldest of all the manuscripts let's conclude what do we know about these manuscripts when you look at these six manuscripts, I'll put a look at the slide again. notice what we have found number one. None of them are from the 7th century. Parts of them, like the lower part of the Palimpsest, may be from the 7th century. I would suggest the Birmingham Folio, which is only two uh, two pages of 33 verses. It is from the 7th century, I have no doubt, but it has nothing to do with Islam. It's all pre-Islamic, mostly Christian and Jewish material, from writings from the, well, uh, 1400 BC, also from the first, second century AD, and from 500 AD. These are just borrowings that have put uh, bad, they've slapped into those 33 verses, which is what we're gonna find out later is exactly what most of the Quran is made up of. So none of them are complete, none of these manuscripts are complete, the top copy is the best, none of them completely agree with each other, and what's more, none of them completely agree with this book. Which is the Hafs Quran? Which is the official text that is used all over the world today? By 93% of all Muslims use this text. Was first made official by the Ottomans uh, in the Ottoman period, and then made official uh, by King Fahd in 1985 as the official text for the whole world. Now that's hugely important. All of them have hundreds, if not even thousands, of subsequent manuscript variants, proving that these none of these manuscripts are the original Quran. In as late the original, as the 8th century, there were many different types of Qurans.
1: That's true. Uh, if they were the original, then why were they being fixed and corrected? So where is the original?
0: And with that, we end. Amen.
1: Thank you so much as always. Thank you, everybody. i hoping that you've been enjoying this series. And we will continue, of course, to unpack all of that for you in the uh, um, upcoming episodes. Until then, have a blessed day.